Hey, this is Kurt Angle, the greatest wrestler of all time and Olympic gold medalist. And you're listening to the amazing, awesome, incredible Wrestle In Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the September episode of the Puro Vision Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Johnson. And as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First, our Jake Lee superfan, Ben. How are you this week? <laughs> Hello, I'm well. I've had a nice medium day at work. I have a delicious mango beverage by my side, and now I'm talking to you too. It doesn't really get much better than that, does it? <laughs> Can we track back to the mango beverage? <laughs> What's the problem with the mango beverage? What is this mango beverage? <laughs> well, it's um a sparkling mango made with real juice wow. juice soft drink with sugar and sweetener there you go you get both sugar Ooh. and sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> what a well, if nothing else we've got a nice early name for the podcast that's going to take that <laughs> off the list um and as well we have Kay with us our dragon gate expert how are you Stressed as always, but at least I actually took notes this time. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be rambling a bit less. Notes save all podcasters' lives, I reckon. It doesn't save mine, I don't so I mean I don't know, so um, <laughs> there's lots and lots to talk about this month. As I seem we always seem to say that, but this month there seems to be just so much to talk about. Um and before we get into specific matches, I feel that there's only probably only one place to start for this month, and it happened uh, this week. The news coming from Noah that Kazuhiko Nakajima has one well, is leaving Noah um, come the end of his contract later on in the year. Um, what do we think of that? I mean, I was shocked when I found that out. Yeah, honestly, like it felt like he was kind of just in the middle of a story, right? Like with the access reunion and all of that. Um, so, so it was kind of this moment of like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, much like Kay says, like this is just, it's its a big surprise. This feels really just weird. Like, <laughs> this kind of come out of nowhere to me. I don't really know what, <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, um, <laughs> And then, I know the last time yeah, we had then, some breaking news, it was new. Like when we came to the podcast, you didn't know Ben, so I was kind of hoping that was going to be the case. And I just <laughs> it in, you'd be like, you'd blow your mind. But I, unfortunately, was only I, I. To be fair, I haven't really processed for news yet, but I I have at least been informed of it beforehand this time. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the only predictor that, like, in hindsight, I could possibly see is, like, the way he performed in the N1. But, like, that's not, like, wholly certain as well. Like, I, I could see that being, like, them being, like, oh, he's leaving soon, so we don't really want to, you know, uh, <laughs> put other people into building him up if he's going to leave anyway. So that, that's, that's something I could kind of see. But, like, other than that... It is, it's just a completely out of nowhere, completely surprising. And I'm also kind of wondering, right, like, where will he go? Like, uh, just in terms of money, right, he's going to need to go to a promotion. If he goes to a promotion, if he doesn't go freelance, he's going to have to go to a promotion that can pay him. 
and the pandemic hit most promotions pretty fucking hard. So like, aside from the Bushy Road promotions, I don't think most could like afford to hire a new main event level wrestler right now. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's possibly one of the weirdest things about it for me is like he's lo- he's left and like sometimes when this happens you you know you kind of have like a whole list of promotions like there you could go there could go there could go there and I'm just kind of looking at it like wh- where does he end up? I mean the thought of him in a Bushiro promotion is just impact odd. Impact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 He needs that moose storyline. What are you about? Like that. <laughs> I'm not putting myself through. No, he's not going to impact. That's not allowed, Jamie. Take that back right now. I'm not Where does he go? Like, I mean, he's such a weird. He's he's such he's such a peculiar position, and he's just such a. I don't know the quite the word for it, but it's like it's Nakajima he's like this weird level where it's not crystal clear all of his yeah. options I mean he ha- he, pro- he no doubt will have options you're not going to do something like this without options like you say at the very least he could go freelance but like what is what is his plan here <laughs> what, what what is he thinking yeah. I need to know <laughs> it seems, it's strange isn't it I mean you obviously look at like he's not going to go to all uh to AW, and I mean, if he does, I mean, you can sound like this, but it's not happening. Um, <laughs> New Japan, I mean, you'd just go in your head, you'd say, oh, because it's the like chaos, it's the only place that has the money that can afford him potentially. Um, yeah, and like, what do they do with him once but, he's there? Yeah. I just I don't see New Japan backing him if he goes, yeah, no, it's, yeah, because they don't they don't back outside guys very often, yeah, exactly. Can. So, my only other thought was DDT, and I don't know what that's. Quite a sideways move rather than an up one or a down. Is he just maybe fell out with somebody? No, obviously, it's all speculation. No one knows why he's left yet. Um, mm. So it's all a bit up in the air, really. But they've announced uh, his last couple of matches. Uh, October the 20th is his last match in Karakuen Hall. He's teaming with Shiazaki and Kitamiya to face Daiki and Naba, Moshizuki, and Manabu Soya. And then his final match is on the 28th of October. Uh, he's teaming again with Shizaki against Marafuji and Sugiola. So it's like the the legends of <laughs> no everyone the, the best they could find to stick it in the tag is match nice. room. I like that. I like that. That's a good yeah. That's a good but name. it is I mean, it's just mind blowing, isn't it? I mean, where he goes is he he's obviously not done with wrestling, is he? He's, he seems to be going somewhere, but freelance maybe that is the option, like we've said. Yeah. It's just wild that it's Nakajima. Like of, of all of the people at like his standing in Noah, it's like I feel like he's the one that I kind of wouldn't be looking at like, oh he's gonna go, he's got he could, you know, go anywhere. Like anyone else in his status, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they can absolutely just go and they will find somewhere they'll fit in and they'll do really well. And Nakajima just like I don't know. I kind of felt like Noah was kind of a place for that. <laughs> it's it's but weird. His to style think of him fits Noah, doesn't it? It does, especially yeah. like modern day Noah as well. It's really just it. It he feels like such a perfect guy to be there, and I'm just kind of scratching my head, thinking, <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> what, what's yeah. going on? Uh, yeah, like sure he. One of them. Yeah. Scrum. Uh, he did like do a short interview with uh, I think it was Weekly Pro Wrestling, 
and um, the, and you know talked about it a little bit in that handwritten note uh, that he posted on his account. Like it sounds sort of partially like he's sort of saying that he feels like he's in some ways outgrown uh, outgrown the promotion because he spent half his career there. He wants to sort of you know try something else or something like that. But also like. It is still very weird with like how sudden it was, and we do know, of course, that a lot of the time, if there's like a different sort of, sort of more controversial reason, that reason why someone is leaving uh, a Japanese promotion, a lot of the time that doesn't get revealed. So it's like not completely like certain that you know that's the only reason. But we are probably not gonna ever find out either way, which is uh, kind of you know kind of doesn't leave a very satisfying feeling at the end of it, I guess. See, one of the odd things about that as well is, like, even if he feels it, I, I don't feel like he has outgrown the promotion, even if he has been there all that time. I feel like he still, he fits very well there. He ha He's still got a lot he can do there. It's, I, I don't, it just, it don't, it doesn't feel like, you know, it's not, I'm not looking at that. I feel like, yeah, that's fair enough. That's time. It, it, it makes sense. I'm just, it doesn't make sense. Okay, I don't understand. What are you doing? <laughs> are you are you all right, Ben? Are you all right? I'm not. I need more mango beverage. <laughs> Maybe we need to put something in the mango beverage. Maybe that'll solve the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, it's it's crazy news, wasn't it? When that broke, um, I still I, I've not got my head around it. It's just uh, I'm sure in time it'll come. Uh, of why this decision has been made because he'll obviously have some reasons behind it is why he wants to leave now but to see where he, he lands that'll be the, the major test after uh, the 28th of October um, but Noah there is as well as some news there's been a lot of a lot of big matches coming from Noah over the past few weeks um, and the first we'll talk about was from the 24th of September uh, the GHC heavyweight title match Jake Lee defending successfully against Go Shiyazaki. And, I mean, there's only one person that we can start with this. And, <laughs> Ben, what do you think? What do you get when you put the two absolute best wrestlers in pro wrestling Noah in a match together? You get a fantastic bit of me content, which, honestly, <laughs> all the serotonin just... I mean, they could have done nothing. They could have <laughs> sat in that ring and just played rock, paper, scissors. And I'm just such a fangirl for both of them that I'm just like, you know what? Fair enough. You, five stars. <laughs> have it. I love you. So, yeah. I mean, I did watch for wrestling. That did happen. And <laughs> I still loved it. I had a really good time. I thought it was great. And I dare any of you to say otherwise because if you do you're wrong <laughs> right and moving on we'll go no. um, yeah, i mean I, maybe i wouldn't go quite to great but i thought it was really good i mean i did enjoy it um yes I, fantastic I did. you know your stuff well <laughs> the, the like the, the early on with the uh jake lee going after the arm and Shizaki the knee, I thought that was quite nice. It's like a nice, you get that in New Japan matches a lot, don't you? Where like each person targets a body part, um, and it just sort of grew quite nicely. I mean, it's Jake Lee's that sort of his flow, isn't it? It grows as the match goes on, and towards the end, it's 
it's really going. And um, that's how this felt like to me. And I think Jake Lee is someone, I mean, I know I wasn't very high on him when he got into Noah. I, I mean, if, if you didn't notice. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, he's growing on me. And um, with matches like this, he's get you can. There's a reason why he's in these sort of matches, isn't there? And that um, I've been won around eventually. And uh, yeah, I think it's just another in a string of good to very good Jake Lee title defenses. Jamie Johnson, you wonderful man. This is music to my ears. I <laughs> know you've had it in you to produce such fantastic content. Thank you very much. Gold star, 10 out of 10. Round of applause Cheers. for you, Jamie. Because... Very pleased. Because we ne- can never all three be uh, entirely positive about the game. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, uh, I do have positive things to say about it. I think it had some very nice strikes and chops. I don't think it was a bad match. But like for me, uh, in comparison to the other matches uh, I watched this month, I felt like the beginning was very slow. Like I think about five minutes into the match, I caught myself thinking... Jake Lee having a slow beginning to <laughs> watching the same thing. <laughs> it's because they were busy playing rock and rock, paper, scissors. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, like five minutes in, I caught myself thinking, you know, I think I need to be washing my dishes. And so I, I started washing my dishes while watching the match. <laughs> I feel like that's that's not ideal for a wrestling match. <laughs> when it when it makes you remember the chores you should be doing. <laughs> um, but but other than that, I think like later on it, it started it started getting pretty good. Uh, I think like towards the end uh, towards the end, I really liked it. Uh, it was just like the beginning was it was very slow. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. I've I've. Uh, I've... But generally, how a review for a good Jake Lee match goes. So what you're saying there is it was a good match. I don't know if you realise that. <laughs> it was, but, you know, you kind of, it, that is almost the Jake Lee formula, really. You kind of start off slow and, you know, some people get lost, some people stay invested. And then, you know, it'll build, it'll, it'll grow. And then, you know, even if you kind of dwindled a little bit at the start, you might then get back into it as he sort of picks it up in the at the end because he's fantastic like that but also go shizaki is a fantastic wrestler as well who i think as as much as my love of jake lee is well documented my love of go shizaki is also quite well documented so i think <laughs> it's also important to note that like you know he does have a very good impact on the match and he's just someone who's just a joy to watch all the time like yeah, I, 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 have to say, I have to say my main qualm about this match was surprisingly not a Jake Lee one. It was a Goshizaki one. Why is his hair not blonde? He, he look like <laughs> he doesn't look right. Um, you know I mean? Jamie, I don't know if you've um like seen pictures of Goshizaki from even like I've lost track of concept of time, but like you know from before the blonde hair. You know that's not he's not always had that. Okay. <laughs> That's actually his normal, his normal hair color. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, but I, it does doesn't help the, the the fact that it's a downgrade. And... <laughs> it may be a little, I, I don't know if you've dyed your hair much, but it does do a number on it. Already. Yeah, it's, it's bright pink. That's why it's a podcast and not a video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but no, in all seriousness, I mean, the match was great, like we've uh, said there. Uh, and next, he's got Keno. He's sort of going through the big guys in Noah, isn't he? One by one, he's getting through uh, all the big talent in Noah. He is very um, firmly I mean, asserting his dominance as the best wrestler on that roster. As he should. I mean, I, I was letting the, the air just stagnate there. The best wrestler in Noah. Yeah, that is that is some statement. I'm not there yet. I, don't don't I mean, push it I'd too far. I possibly even counter-argue myself with Shiazaki there and say possibly he's got the edge on him. But you know what? My commitment... <laughs> <laughs> to my JP agenda, I am going to stand by this claim. <laughs> I said the match was very good. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I'm never satisfied, Jamie. Right? We've got we've got this one now. We need to we need to keep moving forward, keep yeah. advancing, keep growing. That's the next goal. So, give it a, give it a couple of months. Give it a couple of months. Couple of months. You'll 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 see my vision. You understand yeah. my wisdom that I am displaying to you. You don't get it right. yet. You know I'm I'm not appreciated in my own time. All right. One day, you like will see, I will be vindicated, and you will know I was right. Yeah. Well, we're speaking of people ahead of their time. Our next match to talk about: Marufuji against Will Osprey from the seventeenth of September. This one uh, for Marufuji's anniversary show. Um, I mean, and this was—we talked about how good that match was. This was unbelievable. Um, just. Like I, I love this match. Just ha- you can just see sort of how it how it was put together, and Will Osprey um, having the real weight of it with the high, doing a lot of high flying and working around Marufuji's limitations now at his uh, where he's in his career. But this, it just had a bit of everything. This match and um, Marufuji got those little breaks in the match, which I mean, it's just so smart because it's the only way you it's like getting to Marufuji to have a match. At this sort of level now, it's a near enough to like getting towards that five star level sort of thing. Um, I love this match, and yeah, I, I said it had a bit of everything, um, and that's just sort of like perfect for a Marufuji anniversary show. It had like the big moves on a couple of big moves on the apron that, like, even though we all know it's the hardest part of the ring and it's like the cliche, but you still wince when you see someone just crack into the apron. Mm. Uh, and the high flying was fantastic, especially from Osprey. And there was some great strike exchanges, which Marufuji was getting the better of a bit early on in the match. Um, and I think it just told a really nice story. And you could see how much respect Osprey had um, for Marufuji. Uh, and yeah, just wonderful this match, I thought. Yeah, I mean, you put Osprey in the ring with even a half decent wrestler, and he will put on something fantastic. But yeah, and you put on put him in there with someone in Marafuji's caliber, and you know he is getting on a bit. But you know, I, Osprey also kind of has a pretty good knack of getting something decent out of an older wrestler as well. He, like, given their styles, it it should age should be a limitation for Marafuji, but it's. You know, you're up against Osprey. You can they work together well to really just put on something fantastic. Like you said, it's absolutely amazing. There's a lot of, you know, it's one that you would also would really hope to get a lot of because I mean, if you think about like what would it be like if it was Osprey versus Mar- Marafuji in his prime, that would be just mind blowing. But like even now, you can still show just how fantastic those two can work together and it's truly a 
little gem we've had this month. I'm very, I'm very happy with that one. Yeah, it's one of them. Is that there's been so much great wrestling this month? It's like you get now, and even though it's like two weeks ago, you think, oh god, I forgot about that because there's just that much uh, has been going on. Um, and that's sort of it from our our Noah uh, sort of watching with a Jake Lee title match and a Mama Fuji match and some news. So I mean, we've covered all bases there. I hope you're happy, Ben, with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now uh, we turn to DDT, and this is sort of one I was on about there with how much we sort of like how much time has been. Uh, we've got two Chris Brooks title matches to talk about from this month. Uh, we'll start with the the first one from DDT Big Bang on the 9th of September. Chris Brooks defending against Shigehiro Irie. And, I mean, this one was just another great match. This is sort of my sort of wrestling. Um, really physical and energetic. And just, it felt really quick, which just, I don't know if I was, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it, but it was just quicker than I thought it was going to be. Um, and lots of strikes. And I remember the headbutts. They, um, no, no matter who it is, headbutts in a match, it always sticks in your mind. And they've got a great chemistry, haven't they? They were building this match as borderless rivals because they've had a match in the uk and germany and now uh japan and you that's you they've got great chemistry for a reason and yeah just fantastic really aggressive was sort of the word i'd use to describe it that's a great uh, opportunity to bring up the fact that uh, german fans have dubbed uh, uh, uh shiggy uh, which is the German name for the Pokemon uh, you may know as Scruffle. And I can never stop thinking about it. <laughs> I forget it now. That aside, the, the match was really good. I think like, in comparison to the other title match uh, Chris Brooks has had uh, this month, I feel like it was less sort of emotional. I was less emotionally invested in this one, but uh, it was a lot more hard-hitting, very impactful, just like, I wrote down, you know, 30 minutes of two guys beating the absolute shit out of each other, and if that's your kind of gem, I think you'll like this match. Like, you, you don't really need to know that much about them to just enjoy the violence, basically. Yeah, Shigeru Irie is a delicious man. I am a very big fan of his, unsurprising. He has such an awesome style. He steps in the ring and it's always just so good. Like I said, it's very physical. And yes, it's the less emotional of the two matches. But you know what I like more than emotions? I like powerful men who hit each other quite hard and have powerful wrestling matches, which is what Irie does, which... So unsurprisingly, this one, massive tick. It's just, yeah, so physical and I cannot get enough Irie. I'm I'm not surprised this went as hard as it did, but damn, it went hard. That's on top of all that, yeah. But uh yeah, I mean that's exactly what this match was, wasn't it? It's just two blokes absolutely hammering each other. And yeah, professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> the other uh, Chris Brooks title defense, which you alluded to there, Kay, uh, from the 24th of September, this one, Chris Brooks defending again successfully uh, against Saki Akai and Kay. I'll let you go first. <laughs> yeah, I do think like, this match was obviously very 
emotional on a certain level. Like uh, Saki Akai is as most of the listeners will probably know uh, about to retire. Uh, she's going to retire in November of this year, and her and Chris have always been sort of rivals in DDT. I guess because they're both very long people, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he, you know, wanted to sort of symbolically have that uh, title offense, and she uh, slapped the shit out of him for that because, like. She is not here to be a symbolic opponent, and she very much proved that in this match. Um, again, because while I think that it was a little less like physically hard hitting in the Ilya match, not by much. It was it was still a match that where you could very much tell that you know both competitors put everything in it, and it was honestly one of the best Saki Akai matches I've ever seen, and kind of proved that she could have been a, a very good singles competitor if they had given her a run like that. Which, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's nice to sort of see her get these these really big singles matches, at least, you know, now towards the end of her career. And yeah, the, the, the pure determination that she had, like that she displayed in this match, to to hold on and to win was was very good because especially right because physically well neither of them are like really super muscular compared to some other wrestlers <laughs> like Shigeru Iria and um, Akai in particular right um, one of her main yeah special traits as a wrestler is that she's also working as a model at the same time and because of that has talked about not being able to put on as much muscle as other wrestlers because like there's an expectation uh, towards how she has to look and uh, her weight and stuff like that uh, as a model and despite not having that amount of muscle mass that like other jersey wrestlers uh, might have i think she she showed really well how you know, with the with the right sort of emotional backing and the right amount of selling, you can still look really, really strong if, even if you have, you know, a different body type like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's, um, like you said, just the emotion of it. That's really uh, what this match was. Whereas, so that um, Iria title defence had more the aggression. Um, but I think sort of in like a wrestling perspective of just, but this had aggression as well, didn't it? With the uh, in that the first minute, Saki Kara got absolutely chucked into the uh, the the metal guardrail in um, at the bottom of Cracker and Hall. She just got like whipped into it, and um, it like, yeah. looked very very <laughs> not, painful. Yeah, not just in general, like specifically her head was was thrown into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, the story is really the um, the thing to talk about from this match and. Um, of like Chris Brooks at the end of like eventually Saki Akai had to tap out after like so long in that awful looking submission um, and it had that quick start, had a bit that the aggression at the start with the uh, with Akai being hit head first into the barrier and then that sort of came full circle at the end with uh, uh, the submission as well and yeah I mean just fantastic wasn't it and you, you knew it would be like with their story and everything like you were saying Kay and it just delivered on the expectations that people had for it I think that's really great as well because Sakika absolutely deserves this spotlight as well like she like for, for years really she's really you know she belong like like you were saying earlier like you can kind of 
see into what she could have been like as a like really prolific singles competitor and i and i think she's you know always been worthy of that for a while now and it's nice to see when she does get a spotlight that you know she is proving but she absolutely belongs there yes she's retiring soon but you know she she's always had what it takes to kind of be in this spotlight absolutely it's that is like for me one of the sort of small tragedies of her career like seeing what she's truly capable of now that you know she's about to retire it's like a little bit of an oh god damn it <laughs> i kind of wish we'd gotten more of that but you know <laughs> yeah it's like you, knew, you knew she had it in her and yeah it's a shame but you're you know we kind of want to see more but it's like at least she's getting the opportunity to show that you know show what we knew she can really produce and that's good at the very least you gotta take your wins where you can get them <laughs> and she's and she's doing what she wants to do on the way out and she's getting all these great matches in on the way out and that's mid perfect isn't it um someone else as well who's um She's been having another great match, really. Uh, Takeshita and Mao was the semi-main event from this show. Uh, this, I don't know how uh, you might feel about it, Kay, but for me, it was just a bit odd. I just, Don Callis showed up, because of course he did, he's bloody everywhere. Um, <laughs> and mate of mine said that, to be fair, because I was watching it, and he was like over my shoulder. And he was like, is that Don Callis? Because he like, isn't he on like every show? He's like, yes, he is, he's everywhere. He's like... If you say his name, he'll turn up in a minute because we've said his name too many times. <laughs> um, but, oh, God. All disrespect. I like Don Callis, but he's just, yeah, he's everywhere. But um, <laughs> the uh, Takeshita just really dominated the match, which is probably what it should have been. Um, I think I was expecting a bit more of a back and forth and like a proper uh, battle between these two, but sort of Takeshita turned up and sort of steamrolled through Mao. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know what you think about this, Kay. For me personally, like I actually kind of liked the the way they portrayed this match, right? Because they were in kind of a dilemma with this match because they needed to sort of build Mao up for his upcoming title match, but also build Takeshita for his upcoming match against Jericho. And you know, obviously he beat Kenny, so if Mao beats him, that would be a bit <laughs> that would be a bit awkward. That'd be hilarious. But um, what I liked about the match is that it was sort of. They portrayed Takeshita as being like very clearly physically stronger, but they also played it like Mao knew this and instead sort of tried to use his create creativity. <laughs> but pronunciation is not my strength this month. Uh, his creativity and sort of his quick thinking to try to like keep up with him. And I I, I actually kind of like that uh, that sort of ambiguity, like the way he oh not ambiguity. <laughs> that sort of duality between right like you going in know that Takeshita is like physically much stronger um but and, and Mao also knows that but he uh, he's got his own strengths and I think he showed them off in this match that's what I personally liked about it but yeah if you in in terms of physical strength they very much you know it was it very much wasn't an even match I'd say in, the, in that sense and yeah, yeah I, I think, but I really liked it overall. I think they didn't waste any time. Like the only moment that, uh, you know, was sort of allowed in the match was with Kalos' appearance. Uh, the moves were really hard hitting. It was all great. I, I really liked it though. 
Yeah, I, the 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 alpha thing at at the end there again. I, I cannot take it seriously. Like every time, fucking Don Carlos goes like the here the Takeshita is the alpha. I, I I start laughing because like <laughs> no guy who is deeply pathetic calls himself that. It's like I'm so sorry. I like Takeshita, but I can't take it seriously. <laughs> You mentioned it there, okay? The uh, the Chris Jericho uh, is coming to DDT, and I know as a well documented massive Chris Jericho fan, I was absolutely delighted about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris Jericho against Takeshita at the DDT Ultimate Party, uh, which I'm just finding the date for now, um, as I gracefully fill air uh, the 12th of November. Uh, for that and yeah I mean I'm really I don't know about anyone else but I can't wait for that <laughs> just the fact that Jericho will be in DD2 just blowing my mind um but no yeah I'm as a moderate Jericho and... fan I'm feeling very ah it's Chris Jericho He's in <laughs> wow <laughs> I mean it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a big big crowd for him compared to his Fozzy gigs that he's been doing in like some like shed <laughs> <laughs> Um, that sort of thing, but no, I mean, no, he, I mean, he's, do, he do I need to remind you that Fozzy did perform to Wembley yeah. Stadium exactly? 80,000 people went to see Fozzy, <laughs> including <laughs> us, Jamie, We're including us, and I loved it. I don't know about you, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I, I was had very I was, moderate I was... feelings about it. Well, I, I was singing for you and me, Ben. I, I was doing two yeah. persons, <laughs> um. But no, uh, yeah, so that'll be, that's something nice to look forward to and there's plenty of stuff going on in DDT at the minute. Um, all good stuff there uh, with Chris Brooks still as champion, uh, which is nice to see. And unfortunately, this this three-person podcast is going to soon become a two-man podcast because, Kay, uh, you've got to shoot off. <laughs> but before you do, you can't be on the podcast without getting to talk about some Dragon Gate. So the floor is... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I will pretty much just be giving a, a short update, <laughs> everyone, in case you were wondering what's worth watching uh, this month. Uh, and I'd say like, Dragon Gate recently has been in sort of a bit of a little story, right? Like the wrestling is still good, uh, but story-wise, they pretty much have only have two things going on right now. The first is the return of Takuma Nishikawa, or now, now, <laughs> as he is now known. Uh, TN Revolution uh, from Mexico. Um, he, like, they basically put all the momentum that was kind of lost when, uh, yeah, Fujiwara and SB Kenzo didn't come back. They put all of that rookie momentum on him, and he's like, he's being portrayed as a really big deal. Like, he looks to be in for a really big push. And he's basically like, he's saying a lot of the same things Shun is saying actually about like how the promotion has, has fallen off and he has to basically save it uh, and all of that. And <clears throat> none of the other factions really like him because of that. And he's basically going solo, which is very, very rare in Dragon Gate. So that's something that's either I'm really interested in uh, where that will go. And the second thing is uh, Big Boss Shimizu's. Uh, Quest to challenge all of the Raver Six, Raver Six, uh, you know, generation leaders, as to sort of prove himself as being worthy of also being at the top of the promotion, even though he's 
you know, always been sort of pushed more onto the mid card uh, for a long time now. And all of those matches are really good. I'd, I'd recommend checking them out. Like, it's very interesting because Shimizu is like one of the biggest guys in Dragon Gate. Like, he's one of the few, very few heavyweights in the promotion, but he's still being built as a as an underdog in these matches, very convincingly built as an underdog. And that's something that in itself, I think, is already interesting enough to make those matches worth checking out. But uh, the matches themselves, like just on a wrestling level, are also very good, so I recommend them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Kay. And I I'll give you the pleasure of getting to leave before I, I bang on about some New Japan matches. <laughs> um, but be before you go, of course, have you got anything to plug and where can people find you? Thank you very much. Um, and thank you everyone also for please ignoring that I only remembered to plug in my mic halfway through this podcast. Um, <laughs> um, as you like, because I didn't know it either, so how we don't. People can find me as usual. I'll, I'll update all of my stuff and have all of my social media linked on ksnkfake.com. Uh, and because we recently talked about DDT and Chris Brooks' title matches, uh, with regards to that, uh, look forward to uh, an interview that we might have coming up for WrestleIn. Uh, so follow the WrestleIn social media for that. Uh, and another video interview I have coming up for Five Star Network, so you can follow Five Star Network as well if you're interested in that. That's more Dragon Gate related. So thank you very much, uh, and I hope you two have fun talking about New Japan, which both of you uh, and all of us definitely watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think one of us will have fun. This I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Thank you, Kay, and we'll, thank we'll, you. we'll see you next month. Bye. Uh, now then, this is this is the the big stuff. The big stuff. The mighty New Japan. My favorite promotion. Destruction in Kobe, which was adequate. Right. Um, I won't take too long because the main event is the thing we is the thing worth talking about. Um, but I'll go for a couple of the other matches on the card. This also everything happened on Sunday the twenty fourth. Like literally everything. There was three shows on that day. Um so first and foremost was the IWGP heavyweight tag team title match with Goto and Yoshihashi. Bishamon successfully defending against TMDK. It was good. Short and sweet is sort of the uh, the way to describe it, and that's the way I'm going to describe my, my take <laughs> on it. Because there was a nice pin at the end. There was like a nice roll-up pin from Yoshihashi to retain. Um, that was all that was riff. It was fine. Which um, TMDK people was it? Uh, Nichols and Haste. Oh, the... Mikey Nichols. Lovely. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, Michael uh, Michael Haste Shane Haste has lost this Michael stupid Haste. Butlins hat. <laughs> Who's Michael Haste? <laughs> You've invented a man. Michael Haste. He's not a person. He's right. not a person. He's just invented. Uh, that's what they call him at Butlins when he had that stupid orange hat on during the G1. <laughs> that's his Butlins. Who's Michael Haste? Um, but yeah, the match he was fine. Uh, nothing really to sort of scream from the rooftops about, but a solid tag team match. Uh, the next three matches is really where uh, it's worth watching, I'd say. Shingo Takagi against the Great Okan, which was a really nice 
physical, sort of proper puro match. Sounds You'd like this one, pasty, Ben. Actually, that one, do- yeah, no, that does sound a little bit off my. I mean, most Shingo Takagi matches are, but that sounds lovely. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I know sometimes with the Great Okan you don't get that sort of match, but this was one where he did sort of really go into the the physical Lovely. side he of things was, he was and, good and switched on in this one that's what i like yeah about. the head was on on this one and yeah just a proper puro match really tough and i thought it was just great to see okan fight that style against someone like shingo takagi really they were telling a nice story in the commentary about um okan proving himself and working his way up and hopefully that's something that they'll carry on with and you could see like an ishi match maybe uh, yeah. In like a nice progression with this sort of more physical Great Okan. Um, another United Empire singles match next. It was the United Empire show, this one. Um, Jeff Cobb challenging for Naito's uh, right to challenge briefcase for the uh, the win of the... Because he won the G1, obviously. Um, has a match ever had less jeopardy than this? I'll let you answer <laughs> that question. Who thought Jeff Cobb was winning this match? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even think Jeff Cobb thought Jeff Cobb was winning this match. I mean, you know, what I mean? It, it was that's the only problem. I mean, the match was really good. I mean, I was like genuinely, it was good, uh, and they did have some really good near falls down the end with Jeff Cobb, like looking like he was going to win. But it's just there was no jeopardy whatsoever. Um, Jeff Cobb wasn't going to win the right to tell in his briefcase and go on to Wrestle Kingdom to face. Um, to challenge for the the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, so well, maybe he could, um, Jamie. Maybe you're just being a hater and a negative Nancy here. But, but you know maybe, what? Maybe Fred I'm just Jeff too cynical Cobb for at least making it look like that that was a possibility for a second. Apparently, yeah. I mean, to be fair to him, uh, no, that's not no disrespect to the match because he worked really hard and it did. It's, there were some cracking near falls down the end, uh, and yeah, the good, match is worth Cobb. watching. Yeah, he's very good. That Jeff Cobb lad. Um, and it was sort of like some of the spots they did with like um, the tour of the islands getting turned into a destino, and uh, I can't remember what the other one's called. But uh, is it the Cyc- summit cyclone? The other Jeff Cobb's other big move. I put you on the spot there, but, but Jeff Cobb's <laughs> the the spin cycle. That's what it's called, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've got there. But that had, there were so. some nice <laughs> counters in and out of that, and that sort of, and it, there were just some lovely counters and the way they were all sort of flowing between it and they were both really on top form. So that was a really nice semi-main event. Um, but every the match that's got the plaudits is the main event, which was uh, yet another United Empire singles match. Will Ospreay this time, defending the IWGP US slash UK. You can't make your minds up. Uh, <laughs> defending that title against uh, Yota Suji. And this, I mean, it sounds good, doesn't it? Just on paper, mm. but it was absolutely phenomenal. Osprey, I mean, he's having the year of not just his life, it's just of like it's just unbelievable. It's just the best year, maybe one of the best years ever for a professional wrestler. That's very high praise, and that's almost as bad as you saying Jake Lee is the best wrestler. In Noah, that's that's <laughs> only um, almost, <laughs> only almost. Um, but no, I mean, he's having a great year, isn't he? And this match was just like another one to add to the list. Is that? I mean, what do you expect from Will Osprey apart from a, an amazing match and? Um, Yota Suji was great as well for his part, though he's worth a mention. Um, and there was a lovely bit where um, he'd put Suji down, and I can't remember what move it was. I think it might have been a Stormbreaker, but anyway, Suji was down and uh, should have been out, and he was getting ready for the Hidden Blade, and then the camera just pans around, and Suji's up and just laughing. Um, 
and then he turns around, gets a hidden blade, gets another one, and loses. But it's just that that visual of him. Mm. That's one of those things that will make that's so not making his... stuff. That's what that's the sort yeah. of thing that kind of builds you up to someone of status at the end Definitely. of the day at some point. Yeah, that's he's that that's what he's so good at. I mean, even just seeing him in like some of the Rev Pro shows he was doing when he was in the UK on excursion, you could just see he had that sort of charisma, that sort of connection that he could, he could do, he can do so many amazing uh, visuals, just like with just how his face, uh, what he does with his face in his matches. And um, I mean, th- yeah, this was one of the better examples for that. And um, just a really energetic and fast match. And uh, that, yeah, that, that finish that I've just started, described there that is the um just the perfect way they could have done it really if suji still looks amazing because he got up and laughed in the face of will osprey and then obviously osprey got the job done in the end with his um so the, his brutalist move in the hidden blade um so really the cherry on top of what was quite a good string of matches there was uh four matches i really enjoyed of the sort of the bulk of the the main card because i skipped show versus taichi for obvious reasons uh, and what reasons are those, Jamie? Oh, this is, you might have missed a match of the year candidate there. Show. <laughs> KOPW was not happening. <laughs> um, show won. Um, Kanemaru left just five guys. We're now just four guys. He's gone to uh, the House of Torture, which is a decision. Um, Fantastic, isn't that? Oh, that's it's, it's what I would have done, obviously. So, <laughs> um, well, I mean, that seemed to be why the match was there. Uh, Taichi's first KW defense after having that title for seemingly ages. Um, and yeah, I didn't watch it, so I can't say anything about the match, but that's what happened with the sort of the post match. Um, but that's sort of it for my little snip, a quick tour around the destruction in Kobe show. If you're going to check anything out, the Okan. Takagi match was great. Cobb Naito as well. And then, but if you only time for one match, the main event, I think it was sub 30 minutes, about 27 minutes, I think. Um, it was wonderful, really, really good. Um, there's obviously some more shows coming up for New Japan that we'll talk about next month. Uh, the other destruction show with Evil and Sonada in the main event, which will be a wrestling match. Oh, I can't wait for that. And I'm, oh, well, I'm glad you can't because I, I can oh, wait for that. I may cry watching that and not in a good way. <laughs> Just the <laughs> pure emotion. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm strong enough to watch that. I can't lie. No, I don't think I've got it in me to watch it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not one I'm looking forward to. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but there is, before we go, uh, there's a few other little bits of notes to be catching up on and all Japan as well. That's where we're going to go now. Um, and first and foremost, a couple, like we had a couple of Chris Brooks title defences, a couple of Yuma Ayagi title defences. First uh, was against Satoshi Kojima on the, all the way back on the 3rd of September. We can even remember that far back. It was like the week after Wembley. It seems ages ago. Yeah, um, it's been a long month. That, that, it's that been a was very seriously long, long ago. Wembley feels like it was about four months ago. It does. It like, really. I, does. I'm planning that's, for the next one, mad. and I'm like, it's with like eleven months away. Um, 
<laughs> crazy, but yeah. Uh, I- I'll hand this over to you, Ben. What did you make of uh, Ayoaga defending against the uh, the Royal Road winner, Satoshi Kojima? Yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, you know, you know, I'm, I like I like Kojima. I obviously you may remember last month when we were talking about Royal Road. I couldn't shut up about a certain Ryuki Honda, but you know what? I do think Kojima is a good person to have win it, and I did. I did like this match. He can go. I mean, Yuma is just different gravy. He is so, so brilliant right now. He's just, he can't stop cooking. And this is, this is exactly what you want in this title reign as well, because it's been coming for so long. And then now it's here. It's just, oh, amazing. He's actually really running with this platform now. He's finally there. And, Again, yeah, Kojima just another notch in that belt. Absolutely amazing. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting a five star match from Kojima these days, but you're getting a steady four star match consistently. Like you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's going to be good against a guy like Yuma as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, this sort of had like that nice, nice progression that like we were talking about with the Jake Lee match earlier, where it built nicely. Mm. Um. And the other highlight that's worth picking out for me was the stuff with Ayoagi sort of blocking Kojima. Do you know when like Kojima goes in the corner and shouts? Is some yeah. is it like come on you bastards? But like in Japanese, obviously. Um I think that's what it is actually. Um is it? But, like, <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't I, I, know that. I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, but Ayoagi blocked it, which was like it's he's quite like his like that menacing side that he's got. Um mm. which is quite a nice little moment, but yeah, the way they worked this match was what was really good, like you've said there. So, um, but it wasn't his only title defense of the month. He descended it against the man you just mentioned there, Ryuki Honda. Um, this one, unfortunately, I haven't got round to. I'm a bit good that I didn't get round to it. But uh, Ben, I know you did. Yeah, you've you've missed out there, Jamie. That's awfully cringe of you. He Ryuki Honda. Awfully cr- is... That was awfully cringe of you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Ryuki Honda, nothing short of a start. I mean, I was just talking about how like Yuma's having the year of his life. So is Ryuki Honda in different ways because obviously Yuma's like at the top. Whereas I don't even think this is necessarily Ryuki Honda at the top of his game. He's going to keep going after this as well, which is something you do have to bear in mind with him. Because like right now he is utterly, utterly fantastic. Like I could not stop thinking about how amazing he is doing right now after this match. I mean, the match itself was really, really good. Um, I do remember this one wild spot with Yuma jumping over some kind of barricade shenanigans. I can't, ex- I can't crystal clear remember it, but it was very, very good and definitely just just a little bit of it just kind of stuck in my mind because I love a thing when I, you know, I look at the screen like, oh, whoa. What what, yeah. what just happened there? But yeah, Ryuki Honda is just utterly brilliant. And if you're not watching Ryuki Honda, go and watch Ryuki Honda because you're missing out. Because he, he is really, really putting himself on the map with authority right now. It's It cannot yeah. be understated how much he is like kind of stealing. I mean, like I said, Yuma's having the year of his life. Yuma's doing amazing. Here's a Yuma defense. And... I just want to talk about Ryuki Honda. <laughs> I just want to appreciate him as much as I can because he is—he's kind of stealing the show a bit. He is just 
tremendous. Yeah, I mean, that's it's what we were talking about before when we were on about the Royal Road, don't we, last month, just how good Honda's been um, and how good uh, he continues to be, which is uh, it's one I'm hoping to go back and, and watch. Rookie Honda's one. Uh, he's fantastic, isn't he? I've always sort of got on nicely with him. So uh, hopefully I can go back and watch that because um, it sounds fantastic, Ben. Um, absolutely recommend it. All for two defences as well. I think I would oh. recommend that. Ryuki Honda right. one over the Kojima one. Well, I'd best go and watch it then because I did. Yeah, enjoy you, the you, better, one. you better not come back next month. Like, you were wrong. That was awful. Yeah, <laughs> absolute rubbish. Really. <laughs> um, do we have a, a next challenger lined up? Is, is it Miyahara? I think I saw that. I think so. I haven't looked into it, but he did have a conversation with Yuma, which in my mind is enough to say it's happening and it, you know if that is the case then well i mean this is going to be the match of yuma's defense this is what it's been building to this is what it's probably going to be remembered for so i'm ready i'm excited this is going to be fireworks yeah kenta mihara challenged for the uh the title after the after that main event yeah um yeah. i mean so that'll be That'll be fantastic, won't it? Amazing. Twenty <laughs> first um, of October, that will be. Um, so that's another one to add to the list for next month. We'll have plenty to talk about yet again. Some. It um, never stops. <laughs> it never does. Nakajima's exit matches, Miyahara, Ayawagi, Evil Sonada. I mean, they're all on the same level. I can't wait. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, there's we've talked about a lot. There's obviously a few places we could have gone. Um, Keno and Shizaki were mentioned there. Uh, N1 victory final, which was in September, even though it was four weeks ago. Um, that was fantastic. Um, it's too late to say, sort of like, go back and watch it, but that is worth watching that one. It was great. Um, and as well, the um, the final, the uh, Royal Road final with. Um, mm. Kojima and Honda, that was really good as well, wasn't it? We talked about yeah, the, the, predicting the semi-finals and the final, so it was they were good, weren't they? Those matches, mm, they were really good, and yeah, that man Ryuki Honda, there he is again. You can't <laughs> escape him; he's he's the boy. He's absolutely everywhere. Um, <laughs> but wrestling is us... covered in Ryuki Honda right now. <laughs> yeah, Ryuki Honda everywhere. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we, we, I mean, I can't believe it. We've it's an hour, and we've done it in an hour, Ben. I mean, can we, you believe it? We made it through in an hour. That's we never we never do that. <laughs> we power and back for us. We should, but we never do. Um, <laughs> before we go, of course, uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestling. That's where you can go uh, to listen to Into the Wrestleverse every weekend and watch. Noob Japan's Kieran's uh, show over there watches um, a wrestling match with a guest and they talk about uh, everything related to it um, and as well you get early access to all the content from the website and the podcasts uh, follow Wrestle in wherever you listen to podcasts on the indies, the Tokyo Joshi Freedom Fighters, the Ocean Cyclone Show, Choco Cast, all listening, Ace Techers as well as our uh, little podcast here and we've a podcast for everybody, uh, as that's what I'm giving it the tagline of a podcast for everyone. Um, 
for myself, Jay Johnson underscore sixteen on Twitter. Uh, my my wrestling sort of writing's becoming less. I mean, I'm I've not really done much recently. I've been doing lots of uh, sport um, in Lincoln. That's sort of like where I'm based. Um, so I'm very busy with that. Um, but the match of the month is coming up. Obviously, come the end of September, and I've, my selections in there of Ricky Starks versus. Brian Danielson, so you can read my thoughts on that as well as all the other great uh, recommendations from the wrestling team. Uh, ben, I can't imagine you're back on Twitter yet, but anything? No, I am still hidden from the delicious depths of social media. If you'd like to contact me, please learn how to use a carrier pigeon because that's probably going to be your best bet. <laughs> Carrier pigeon. It's a shame. The shame I don't have. They'd be they'd come in handy. I reckon a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Are you telling me you don't have one just sitting around at home? No, I've got an owl from like Hedwig the owl. I've got one of those not from Harry Potter, but not, not not a carrier pigeon. I think uh, I think owls would work. I'm not I'm not exclusively receiving pigeons. I'll take owls as well. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's helpful. Then I'll I'll keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> carrier pigeons, man. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you, Ben, uh, for joining me this month. Uh, and as well, thanks, Kay, for uh, some lovely contributions earlier on. On behalf um, of both of us, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Fantastic. And we'll be back, of course, at the end of October as we enter spooky season. Whoa, uh, so exciting. Um, probably some Halloween-themed wrestling by then. I don't know, like some pumpkin matches in DDT, something like that, hopefully. Oh, DDT would definitely do something. <laughs> yeah. Remember last year, there was one with Chris Brooks. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a half-attempt at a ghost noise, half-attempt at a sarcasm. It was a bit of a... Um... The least terrifying ghost I've had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well... No better place to leave it than there. Um, <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening and we'll of course catch you again uh, next month on Pure Vision. <laughs>